Hello and welcome to the Raider Wave Podcast. I am your host, Joe Helsing. It is Wednesday, November 23rd, and this is the Week 12 NFL matchup between the Raiders and Seahawks up there in Seattle on uh, this coming Sunday. A lot of things to go over in this episode. I have a a special guest, my buddy Tim from Seattle, um, from Tacoma more uh, actually. Uh, We'll go with that. Um, Tim, thanks for being on the show. How you doing, man? What's up, friend? Good to talk to you, man. Good to talk about some football, finally, huh? For real. Talk about some football, finally. I like (laughs) it. Um, You know, Tim, going into this season, Seahawks kind of being mocked as not making any real um, moves or roster changes over the year and kind of assuming to be tanking, only to kind of be in the position where they're at now. I mean, what was your kind of biggest surprise with expectations going into this year and where Seattle's at now? I think when we we parted ways with, with Russell, there was going to be a quarterback controversy. Uh, Gino had been here. He'd been a good backup. And I know we, we got lock in the trade. And he was definitely an unknown commodity. And as preseason rolled out, it – it looked pretty neck and neck, but I, you know, Locke got COVID and that kept them out of one of the final preseason games. And Gino did just enough to win the position. And I mean, they're sitting at six and four. They've, you know, got a couple wins in the division. They've beat some good teams in the year. Um, and he's done incredibly well considering he's been a backup for many years. So there was a lot of people thinking that the Seahawks were going to have a terrible year. We were going to lose 10 games. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, we, and we've really steadied the ship. And Geno's played incredibly well, even with some key injuries. You know, it's a Rashad Penny, our running back, things like that. So, and, you know, some of the defensive uh, key players going out in the first game. So to be 6-4 and four, going into Week 12 playing – the, the mighty Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we're in a really good position, so I, I feel yeah, pretty good actually. Awesome, yeah, yeah. It's funny um, all of the off-season talk about what the Raiders were going to be or had the potential to be now completely reversed, and it's just funny the way those things work out. You know, um, you know, Seattle as well is uh, one of those things where um, you know for the division as well to be so competitive in it at this point of the year when you have teams like the Rams, team like the 49ers that go out of their way to pick up, you know, high tier, high defensive or um well high defensive players but just high contract players in general, you know, top tier skill position players at every level and to be competitive and consistent the way Seattle has been. Um it's just impressive and I guess accolades their coaching staff, right? <laughs> yeah, the coaching staff. I mean, you could say that you're seeing Pete Carroll being the coach that he is, having a, de- a especially now minus the first couple first games, a very good defensive team. We've rebounded very well defensively. You know, Gino's not throwing a ton. We've got a multiple-headed running attack. I mean, that's a Pete Carroll to the T system. And it's interesting. You let go of your franchise quarterback, and it's all doom and gloom. 
and you get a backup in there with some with some running backs making hay, and and here you are six and four. So I think this is a, a, a this is definitely putting to bed all the talk that Pete is washed up, that he's an out of touch. He's the oldest coach in the league, right? He's out of touch. I don't think that's the case. I think his system transfers. You plug in the players that work well, and and you're getting the results. And I hope the rest of the league, you know, sees that. And maybe, you know, maybe he could be in the running for you know coach of the year. I can't see why not. I mean, you think coach of the year for real? I think Brian Dayball. Well, think look about it. He came into you know the Seahawks, and they had Hasselback, and they were okay. They just you know came off a Super Bowl, a couple of, and everybody thought he was going to do terrible. And he didn't. I mean, they, they had like one seven and seven season or whatever, but he got to nine and six. The beast quake happened. You know, they beat, you know, the yeah. Saints. Oh my gosh. And then everybody just assumed that he was just a great coach and they were just going to win. And at some point, you know, nobody expected this team to be this good. And you're seeing that it is a scheme. Like we're scheming these wins. We're taking a backup quarterback. We're taking up a, a first round pick running back rookie you know in in walker and he's doing great i mean we've got we've got seven we've got seven rookies playing every I was week that's talk about incredible that class yeah um you guys are getting a lot of praise for a lot of players on this year's draft um let's jump into the defense here for the seahawks um you know former raider well i guess he was a former seahawk first right bruce Irvin. yeah um yeah he's back um, how's he been this year? <laughs> um, he has been surprising in that when he was with the team, the scheme defensively was a little bit different. We played tons of man. I mean, it was like we had amazing players, and so we played everybody really straight up. And his role now is is a little bit different. Um, you know, since Clint Hurt's been in, our defense has changed, even from the first couple games. Because our defense was, was pretty shaky the first couple games, and they had the, you know, the fortitude to change things up, which I think says a lot. But so he's a leader. He's a leader from an arrow gone by. He's been with Pete Carroll. He knows how he works, and he can talk to how Pete is. Because again, you have a lot of rookies playing every day, right? And they're hearing this Pete Carroll message. And maybe because they're right out of college, it resonates because he is a rah-rah. I mean, you hear that. Pete Carroll's rah-rah. It's like, no, compete every day, you know, championship, every snap. Um, so he's been a leader, and he's done pretty well. Again, they're, they're cycling him and out a lot. I think that's part of their defensive scheme now is they have a lot of moving parts often. And if you look at the defensive stats, I mean, they're kind of all over the place with how many players are getting tackles and – you know, how many snaps they're getting. I mean, there's a lot of movement. So it's good to have him as a leader there telling what's what and, and, and echoing the same message from Pete that resonates down through all the coaching, coaching staff Absolutely. and into the, the team captains. Um, I was looking at this defensive uh, edge rusher here. I, I'm not exactly sure how to say his name. Uchenna Nwosu. Nwosu Nuchenna? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's listed as a linebacker. And again, we're, I mean, I... We're not a true three-four, um, but we've been playing a lot of that, and I don't know how that's going to shake out. The first couple games, we were we were not playing very well. Um, we were get we were, we were off the ball a lot. We were like looking for blocks or trying to read blocks, and 
after game four, we really changed it up, and the linebackers are attacking. I mean, he's he's the leader in sacks right now, and so he's really attacking rather than waiting to see like off, like what the offensive line, like where they're going, looking off blocks and stuff like that. He's just he's getting straight to it. And from the linebackers' perspective, you know that's that's something new for us. We want you know ta- we want like the deep tackles and the DNs to get to him, but I mean the linebackers have really been stepping up so. With the Raiders' offense kind of struggling uh, for the most part of this year, kind of being inconsistent on a couple different levels, um, probably one of the strongest persons, I think, on that roster right now is going to be Devontae Adams, uh, coupled with Josh Jacobs in the run game. How do you think uh, Seattle's probably going to best attack this uh, team on the defensive side of the ball? Well, we've got we've got rookies playing uh, in the secondary. So I think the matchups really benefit the Raiders. I think Devontae Adams is, you know, if he can play like he's capable of, it is going to be a tough day for the secondary. Now, I mean, again, we've got a rookie who's got the most interceptions on the team. And if you, and if you watch those games, he's, he's in really good spots to make those interceptions. So it'll be tough. I, I don't know how much movement they're going to do. It's, oh, yeah, so. more about Derek Carr just being like middle of the road you know like yeah 15 TDs five interceptions like okay I mean yards are down a little bit I mean attempts are there I mean 348 it's it's not bad and like you know your running backs your running backs have a lot of carries so I mean the rushing attack it's all Josh Jacobs too it's crazy yeah I mean that's like you know I don't understand how your 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 stats are that I mean I don't understand how you have so many losses there's so many close games it's crazy yeah it's just not you know execution on a couple different levels um you know and a lot of that for me has to do with Derek Carr because like you said his numbers look pretty good kind of even on the road um but what kind of goes on pre-snap you can see causes some confusion and we had some rotation on the offensive line early on in the year um it's sort of stabilized now but you could see him anytime he would kind of their offense would get out of rhythm Anytime he'd spend more time reading the defense, the defense would have more time to adjust, and they kind of start dictating what's going on. And that's usually when we'd run into third and long, fourth and long situations, or you know, run into penalties, things like that, or just kind of a misdirection change of plays that just kind of fall apart. But um, you know, like I was kind of talking the last episode, <clears throat> you know, we—I I don't know if you saw that um, press conference of Derek Carr after the uh, Colts game. And kind of, you know, him being emotional about this this whole thing. Um, you see any of that? I didn't see that. What was uh, what was the deal with that? Oh, um, well, anyways, you know, I mean, with the Jeff Saturday beating them and all this other stuff was a bunch of media stuff. But, you know, Derek Carr kind of, you know, he, he kind of broke down and all this stuff. And so now to kind of see him come from this Denver game, it'll be interesting to see what version we have of him. Um, mostly because it, it, this emotional collapse, this break, I feel is actually good because we're going to get a little bit of resolve here, some growth. Um, you know, we saw some issues with him kind of taking accountability for some of the issues with the offense earlier on in the season. And now in this Denver game, we kind of saw him kind of take control to like, you know, will this victory, you know what I mean? Try to find a way to win. So um, we'll see what happens with Carr going forward. But I mean, it's, it's crazy because it's such an issue um, with the execution of the offense. If you watch the Raiders play. So has there been talk around, uh, the club about his like leadership 
Has that been an issue because him sort of taking ownership, it sounds like in that situation, that's like a pretty big leadership move. Um, I, I guess I don't, I haven't heard any like terribly negative things about that, but you know, from your quarterback, you kind of want that in certain ways that serves the team. Well, um, I can tell you Russell Wilson was a very outspoken leader and I, it, I don't know if it served the team as well looking back on it retrospectively, you know, like saying go Hawks at every, after every press conference, you know, it's like, okay, guy. So, you know, you don't have to be outspoken, but how is his leadership? How has it been? Derek Carr? Yeah. I mean, it, it wavers, um, you know, on paper, it's kind of like the same deal. Everybody says, oh, yeah, it's great, you know, for him to go through, you know, for this team to kind of come together. He was a big part of that piece last year with the John Gruden thing and uh, Henry Ruggs and all that stuff and kind of coming through and, you know, ma- making this kind of playoff push to win out. Um, they won like, you know, four or five straight to win out. Um, you know, he got a lot of praise for that. You know, he's never not been a leader, but he's also kind of doesn't have that like gunslinger kind of grit to him that I think you kind of need to have to get people in gear. And, um, you know, it's if he's playing faster and, and more in a rhythm, you can kind of see him be a lot more effective and more assertive in all of his nature. Because once he starts to slow down and, and lose that rhythm, lose that play action, he just kind of starts to, you know, it very easy to read, very to get, you know, very easy to get inside his head. You know, when you think about quarterbacks that kind of like find that matchup by the third quarter that they really start to exploit, you know, whether it's like the linebacker or the or safety or corner or something, you know what I mean? They start to really exploit that matchup and that look, you know, Derek Carr doesn't have that kind of like assertive nature to really kind of like put, you know, fear into a linebacker's, uh, you know, heart or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, kind of going to the other side of this, we'll talk about Seattle's offense. Um, you know, I will say, yeah, we don't really need to touch on the Raiders' offense too much more. I mean, it's basically, you know, pretty straightforward right now with Darren Waller and um, Hunter Renfro being out. Um, we do have uh, Matt Collins, this guy's, you know, pretty big body uh, receiver that's kind of been filling in a couple different roles. Um, you know, he, he can be a receiving threat because the matchup's, pr- you know, pretty, you know, kind of a nightmare for a smaller guy or something. He's like 6'6", six, six, uh, with pretty good arm rate. And then uh, we're kind of bouncing around between Keelan Cole as like a wide receiver three, um, used to be I think in Jacksonville, um, <clears throat> and then also this this uh, rookie undrafted rookie I think DJ Turner, which I'd like to see a lot more of. Um, on I guess in the backfield as well, I think what one of the issues with the Raiders um, that you know that the Seattle defense may pick up on pretty well because it looks like they're pretty effective against the run, and you know currently um, you know the Raiders did better a better job of it uh, last week against Denver, but the run blocking or the pass blocking by both Josh Jacobs and and um, Amir Abdullah in the backfield very very poor so and it's also a dead giveaway with you know with those backs being back there that you can either kind of you know they're not going to pick up the block or they're going to go right to them so it kind of you know makes the offense one-dimensional a little bit um, but we've saw them you know even against Denver's defense which has a pretty good formidable front you know we saw Josh Jacobs improve in, in uh, blocking as well and I'd like to see a little bit more rotation of these backs and when we talk about criticisms of Derek Carr you know going into this season um Josh McDaniel's kind of known known for having that um, rotating backfield. Um, you know, we went into this season with uh, five running backs on the fifty three man roster. You know what I mean? Which is just like insane um, for some people. But you know, knowing that the way that he kind of runs offense and offenses in New England, kind of running back by committee type of thing, and it wasn't unheard of. 
Um, and then with some of the struggles and with how effective Josh Jacobs has been and how these carries have kind of dwindled out, um, we haven't really seen the usage of that. But, you know, what's very nice about having Josh Jacobs is that all the messaging is very consistent. All of the, exec- you know, all of the um, kind of expectations are very clear and they're you know, consistently being communicated in the same version. You're kind of like, you know, really hammering these things away. And he was talking a lot about the offseason, kind of what this offense might wants to look like where he wants to improve with the team. And, you know, we talked about red zone efficiency and some things like that, but he also talks specifically about the screen game and kind of opening that up. And you think about these backs, we have a rookie back, Zamir White, um, six round draft pick is, you know, real quick, you know, kind of pass catching back you know, dynamic who hasn't had a whole lot of action yet this year. Plus a guy like Josh Jacobs, big power back, you know, yards after contact guy. Uh, Amir Abdullah has been being used in passing attacks. So, those inefficiencies that we talked about with Derek Carr pre-snap is really starting to slow this thing down because if you think of a guy like some of those New England offenses with Brady or just Aaron Rodgers when you have multiple backs coming in and being able to run different misdirections and screens and kind of being able to execute you know three or four steps down the road versus trying to figure out lineups um, you know week seven right you don't you know what I mean so we really kind of had to tear back this thing so um you know, when we when I when I look at Derek Carr and I look at the way these pieces are kind of coming together, I would like to just see this. I mean, easier said than done, right? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? um, but you know, we it, we talk about some of the things with the Raiders this season and where it's been. You know, I mean, for me, it's always kind of been the bigger piece of where do you fit versus Kansas City. You know, what I mean, because if you can play well against Kansas City, odds are you can play well against the rest of the AFC. You know, and so that's kind of the meter. And when you look at some of the critical to jump over to the defensive side of the ball for the Raiders, um, you know, they still can't really cover effectively in the middle of the field. Uh, you know, giving up a lot of yards to tight ends, giving up a lot of guys, you know, just underneath. Um, and with when you can't get, um, you know, Max Crosby for as amazing as that dude is, the motor that he has, his ability to kind of like consistently go, if you can lock him up early, there isn't really another person that steps up. And so anytime we've seen a quarterback get ample time in the backfield, um, you know, you can really start to pick apart the Raiders defense pretty effectively with some of the we've had some issues with coverage um, with, with some secondary guys getting injured as well. But for the most part, going into this season, we knew the defense was going to be an issue and we're going to be relying so heavily on the offense where, you know, if we would have scored 30 points in any of these games <clears throat> in each of these games and we you know, would have been undefeated. So it's for as, you know, as much as we think about expectations of the defense and criticisms of them, for, you know, from my point of view, this defense was never supposed to win you games. And as long as they keep teams scoring in that, you know, 15, you know, 14 to 21 mark and not giving up a whole lot of points and trying to give you the ball at the end of the game, then they're doing pretty well. <laughs> but Well, you're scoring 25, like, what is your average, like 25 a game? Yeah, yeah, about that. I mean, that's like your middle of the pack. That's enough to, to get you a better record than you have. No, I mean. So you can knock Derek Carl you want, but like you're getting good numbers out of your running back. You know, Carr's doing just enough. Uh, Twenty five points a game, that you should have more wins. You know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's all Derek Carr to me. Hey, you beat Denver twice. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Denver can't score uh, any points. Wait a minute. We've also given Let's Russell hear. Wilson the two best games of his season of the season for him. So. That's kind of the defense you're working with right now. But yeah, you gotta nice. take those division wins when you can. Oh yeah, absolutely. And especially with you know two struggling teams in this AFC West that was supposed to be like you know potentially four playoff teams with two teams you know kind of like just tripping up from the beginning with Denver and Vegas right now where they're at. You know for Vegas to come out with the win and end that divisional you know kind of sweep. Yes. 
the, the Las Vegas Raiders still haven't lost the Denver Broncos. Pretty wild. Exactly. Right? With Russell Wilson, the franchise QB, you know, that's right. That's, dude. <laughs> that Subway commercial, the Subway commercial sounds like, like, you know, you wouldn't think of it, but then they, someone says something like, yep, just a regular human like all of us. And you're like, all right, this guy's clearly not a human. What the hell's going on? I think that whole situation is it, it's a it's like the pinnacle trajectory out of Seattle where he hasn't even played a game and he has a catchphrase and <laughs> like it's like yep that's where we're at that's the jettison point. That's rough. It's rough, man. I feel bad for Denver. Yeah. Wait. Wait, Rockets... no, you don't feel bad for yeah, Denver. No, You're good. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> Hold on. Should I say things I don't want to say? <laughs> exactly. Slip up. I will say, dude, like, as someone growing up, and, you know, I mean, you can never change a team, like, even if you want to try to change a team. I'm, like, this close to not being a Sharks fan anymore. Like, str- like it's, like, really starting to strain on me. They started doing all these, like, um, you know, dual t- logo whatever stuff for the 49ers and it just keeps getting like worse and worse i'm just like god i can't even <laughs> i can't even. just low-key just sharks in your heart you yeah. know i know just hold them near and dear that's it we'll get there all right so let's talk about this uh Ricky running back walker the third um with rashad penny being out i mean what ha- he, it seems like he's been pretty effective in a, in a couple different levels um both in running and passing uh, I would say so. It was. I don't think it was unexpected that they drafted a uh, another running back. You know, Rashad Penny had been with the club for years. That's true. Yeah, and was constantly hurt, and would flash in a game, and then he would be hurt again. And then last year, like the last five games, I think it was. I mean, he was one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, his yards, his attempts. I mean, you know, yards after contact, all that stuff. So. You know, he did get, like, the one-year deal, I think, and then, you know, just kind of like it's been the past four years he got hurt. So it, it didn't surprise me that they picked up uh, Walker. Um, he has been a surprise only in that he had to shoulder the brunt of the touches now, and he's made the best of it. Um, he's, he's done pretty well. He's... He was bouncing off tackles, and I, I feel like he has got a quick step. It's not just, you know, he's not just running downhill. You know, he can he can get around people. Um, and he does have hands, so he, he is catching. Um, you know, and they still have, I mean, they still have DJ Dallas, who, you know, is young, and Travis Homer was another guy. So they're, they're, they're you know, and we're, we're doing, we, we've got him out there multiple times, you know, so we're switching him up. A little bit, but he does still have the most touches. So he's kind of our main our main dude right now. Yeah, I'm looking currently at some of these snap counts and just some of these interesting things. It seems like you guys run uh, three tight end sets pretty regularly or just rotate a lot between this guy Will Disley, Noah Fant, and Colby Parkinson. Um, they all seem to be getting pretty similar high amounts of snap counts. I mean, it seems like you guys run some pretty interesting packages um, with these three tight end sets. Or just two tight ends are being utilized in a couple different ways. Well, that's been the biggest change offensively. Um, the talking heads out here have always been pretty high on utilizing tight ends more, 
And this year, we have had so many three tight end packages. And if you, again, it. if you're looking at the the stats, I mean, the you know top four guys for for uh, touches and everything. I mean, two of them are tight ends. So yeah, I mean, I, I you're going to see a lot of jumbo packages. We have tons of tight ends, and uh, you know they're making hard catches. Like they're across the middle. You know, they're not just going out to the flat or running some post or something. I mean, these are across the middle. They're taking hits. And so there's a lot of movement sideline to sideline when, when they're when they're hitting routes. And it's been really effective, I think, between that and a constant running game. Because, you know, Pete Carroll, he's going to run it a lot. Um, you know, the trenches, like the first five yards after the line, I mean, there's been a lot, a lot of action happening. So... Yeah, I think offensively Seattle might be able to really exploit some of the uh, weaknesses here on the Raiders. I'm just looking at it. When I think about, um, you know, we've had, we do have the potential of Nate Hobbs coming back, who's a second-year corner for us, was in the, in, on the team system last year, really developed into a pretty good shutdown corner this year, uh, did break his hand, went on to IR. So he's been designated today to come off. Um, whether or not he can clear to get, uh, you know, being able to get back on the roster for Sunday is another thing. Um, but, you know, other than him, we've had another guy, Sam Webb, step up, another kind of undrafted free agent. Um, a lot of, we also have Rock, Rock Yassin, who um, came over from Indianapolis. But, you know, really struggling with guys. So everybody's going deep to get Metcalf, or like he's, he's eating up all of the attention, you know, because he, he's got a binky in his mouth, he's got blue <laughs> hair, and he's a giant, he's like a house of a dude. Yeah. And here's Tyler Lockett just like taking you to town, dude. Yeah, our um, our when I think about our linebacker depth right now, we're kind of, I mean, it was funny this guy Blake Martinez who we had basically sold a seven hundred thousand dollar Pokemon card and then retired like like a week later, because <laughs> like, you know, he was he you know he was like off the practice squad you know kind of expected to be a rotational piece but hadn't played and then with some injuries he was he went from being like the starter. To be, you know, just like jumping in, had he played like two snaps going into this game. He played like a full like sixty six on defense and just got like gassed, just like as a like linebacker, just running back and forth. Retired like three, three days later. We're so, honey, we're selling the Charizard. We're, I'm, I'm done. Dude, my kid, will, my kid would love that Charizard. Absolutely, man. Abs, absolutely. Um, well. I get, you know, let's let's call it with that. You know, what do you, what are you thinking, Tim? Um, you think Seattle's going to use this? I know they're coming off a bye. They have a little bit of time to look at the Raiders now. Who do you think comes out with the victory? Okay, I think Seattle wins if they can win the time of possession. Because every game they've lost, they've they did not have the time of possession on the offense. And if they can keep if they can keep a homeboy under 100 yards rushing. Because every loss they have, I think minus one, and he got like 85 yards, is over 100 yards. So those two things, if they can do that, I think they will win. I think it's going to be a tight game. You know, Tampa Bay really showed the newness of the defense in Seattle becoming better. Tampa Bay ran the ball. I mean, you expected Tom Bay to... Tom Brady to come out and throw a lot, but they ran a ton and they were effective. So I think Vegas is looking at that and so on. Oh, hey, guess what? One of our strengths, we're going to go up against one of their strengths. And if we can catch them at the right time, I mean, they, they can win this game. If you get a bunch of rushes, I'm telling you, you can. Derek Carr is consistent enough. You know, we're, we've, we've got rook, rookies in the backfield. 
you know, it's it's a win. It's going to be closer. I, I I only give it to Seattle because I think offensively we have been more consistent. Even when we're losing, we're losing close. Even those games are close, and I think our defense it will be possibly better. Um, but I mean, I think twenty four seventeen Seattle. I think that that is probably something I'm looking at. Wow! All right. Wow! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Step back there, buddy. Uh, you know, that is, that is a good point. It's, I mean, it's interesting to, to like, think about because, yeah, I mean, Josh Jacobs, I could see him theoretically um, having a 150-yard game again uh, going off. But at the same time, I could see him also only getting 12 touches and kind of being, you know, forced or relegated to kind of, you know, a couple different passing plays, you know, trying to be forced to utilize in the end of the game. We're trying to play catch up. So it all kind of depended on what the Raiders offense can do early. Um, and, and, you know, something I will say about this Denver game is they showed the grit and resolve. I mean, we've had a little bit of issue with um, supposedly with, um, you know, players just not giving a hundred percent and things like that. And, you know, Patrick Graham, new, new defensive coordinator coming over from the Giants. You know, Giants didn't have the best defense, but was kind of being – Patrick Graham was kind of being, you know, toyed as being, uh, you know, very intelligent, very um, high IQ sort of coordinator. Um, and, and watching this defense o- over the season, you know, we've seen that the scheme for – you know, me watching, it seems like the scheme is effective. The players are in the right roles. They're just not making the plays or we're having a missed tackle or – um, you know, like a linebacker will overcommit too early and then so he'll get beat when a running back will make a cut, things like that. Um, so it, it really is about, you know, you know, now that we've had some transitions, you know, having Nate Hobbs back would be crucial and being able to give the secondary some more support. Um, but, you know, you know, supposedly on defense, if, be, if we can just slow down, um, you know, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett just kind of contain them. We'll probably do that. But the problem is, you know, with high dynamic running backs, we have seemed to struggle. And anytime we have to really utilize um, the linebacking core, kind of the same deal. So we'll see where this goes. We also have um, a new guy, interior lineman from the Chargers, former first-round draft draft pick Jerry Tillery. Um, That was his first game against Denver. Limited snap counts, but starting to have a little bit more effectiveness on the internal line. If we can get some good, you know, pressure up front, that kind of changes a lot of things. Um, you know, defensively, but you know, right now it's it really show it's really dependent on the Raiders' offense what it looks like. I I never make predictions, but I will say, um, I mean, it's probably safe to say Devontae Adams has you know seven catches for 125 yards and a touchdown at least. But you know, I I want what I want to see from this game is the Raiders' offense you know take this momentum from this game in def- in Denver and just really start to show some resolve. We haven't seen you know this clicking on all levels through all four quarters yet. Even even if the Raiders have some inconsistencies, I'd like to see this thing start out with their offense looking clean and crisp and sharp. You know, we've had a couple of games start recently. You know, starting the game out, uh, you know, zero and three drives just off the jump. You know, this, these are supposed to be, you know, you're coming out even, at least you have a week, a week's worth of practice coming into this thing of what, you know, what you're going to run off early. So if you can't get that moving, then there seems to be some issues on offense. But, um, I'll, yeah, the Raiders will probably win. You know what I mean? I, I want to overcommit. You know what I mean? <laughs> do it, man. Do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I'd, I'd like to see the Raiders win out, obviously, um, and just make a run for the playoffs here. I mean, because that's, that's the way I see it right now with the way, I mean, like we said, the, the Raiders did kind of turn a corner 
uh, culturally after this Indianapolis loss, and I basically showed some resolve. I mean, there's, you know, dude, Devontae Adams is such a badass, dude, straight up. He's, he's an incredible player. It's, he, it's Just the it's way he talks, did. dude, it's like it's – the Raiders typically don't have such like a high character, high talent player like that. Like it's just crazy to be like, oh, he's on our team for real, like in real yeah. life. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. And uh, you know, Tim, I just want to say thanks again for coming out of this thing, man. Is pretty good, pretty good time, man. Now we can move on with this. Uh, maybe yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's a blast talking about football um, with with such an old friend. Such a such a great friend that I love so dearly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right here. Um, all right. Until next time. Oh, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Uh, always check us out on Instagram at the Raider Wave Podcast. Also on Twitter at the Raider Wave Pod. If Twitter's still a thing, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Thanks. Peace. I'm out of here. <laughs>